How do you tell a client they're wrong? Do you ever wish life had an undo button? Walking the balance between business and the creative life can be hard. But Matt and Shelby are here to attempt to answer the tough questions, so you don't need an undo. Presented by Made by Things, this is the Command Z Show. And welcome back to a very sickly episode <laughs> of the Comancy Show. <laughs> Shelby, how you doing? Um, I could be better. So um, just letting, <clears throat> starting off really strong, I can't speak. Just letting everyone know out in Comancy land, I have been ill. You may have heard this last week. Um, so my voice is gross. Um, I'm sorry about that. But we're here and we're doing it. So that's what's yep. important. Yep. If Shelby sounds like she's on the verge of tears. She is not. She is just <laughs> sick. Um, <laughs> I'll let you yeah. know if I am. Yeah. Just <laughs> when you see the, the tears pouring out of the eyes, it's a good sign. That that's, I'm just crying. It's real. <laughs> uh, yeah. We, we didn't have you last week. We had, uh, we had Melissa substitute in mm-hmm. for you last week. Good episode. Um, yeah. But I think we, uh, we have an even better episode planned for today. For sure. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Shelby, you have a question. Yes, I do. How do you tell a client they're wrong? Um, you just hang up the phone. You stop messaging <laughs> them. You just completely ghost them. That's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think this this is a it's an interesting question because I guess it, it kind of takes me back to like some of the first jobs that I ever had, mm-hmm. um, things like grocery stores and restaurants where we're always told uh, the customer is always right, mm. right? It's a very American thing. It is, and. Um, it's tough because sometimes you would you would know that they're wrong and you find yourself just like saying like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, but you know that you didn't do anything wrong and that you are actually right. <laughs> um, but it's it's this idea where when one person gives money to the other, it's sort of like the he who has the money makes the rule. He who has the gold makes the rules. Whatever mm. golden rule shit thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, stupid thing. But I think that's kind of the idea, though, that a lot of people have sort of like bought into. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> I think at, at this level, we're kind of talking about like people getting really upset about their pizza being slightly overcooked or... <laughs> Uh, a certain product not being available on the shelf that used to be there. But yeah, I think when we start to get into this creative world, um, that idea sort of still exists, but not nearly close to the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, where we get to points where we share work that we're doing. We, we make certain design decisions, um, what we think is going to be most effective for people. And then we can hear something like, oh, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think this is a good idea. I don't 
Like, I don't want that. Like, that's not what I asked for. Like, we hear things like that on occasion. Uh, that last thing was on the more aggressive side of things. Um, but and there's a lot of people out there that will still live by that same rule of like, okay, whatever, whatever they want. We'll just mm-hmm. make it happen, even if we know that it's not the right thing to do. Yep. And, you know, I say that, like, I'm I'm guilty of that from time to time too because we get to these times where it's like in certain projects where it's like oh like okay like we're really going over budget here like we just need to like kind of get somewhere like we just need to like be done and over with things sometimes that's not a good position to be in. i don't think we're there often but um yeah just sometimes we get to a point where it's like we see a note and it's like wait a minute no that's gonna make this worse And I think the the short answer to it is what I try to do in those situations is let people know what I think the right thing to do is. But I also tell them, like, okay, ultimately, at the end of the day, like, if that is what you want us to do, let's give a case study or example here. Let's say it's something like, um, uh, no, we we want the entire video to be blue right like we just we want more blue throughout it Mm -hmm. but what if their brand is more like red right um and what if the blue just doesn't really make any sense with the story that we're telling either if it was something like that i would usually say like actually like i don't think that blue is the right decision here Mm -hmm. i think that red is because it maybe matches the story better and ultimately matches the brand better but ultimately, at the end of the day, like if you want us to make this thing blue, it's pretty easy for us to do. Like we could, yeah. we can make it blue. And more often than not, I don't actually. When I go through things like that, I don't think that there's been any time where a client has like said, "Okay, well, let's just make it blue still." Yeah. Um, Usually, I guess little, if you're willing to like put up you know, mm-hmm. the argument, not really right. the argument, but like the idea of, okay, well, this probably doesn't match. I mean, they're going to listen to you and hear you out because they're paying you and trusting you to be able to make these creative decisions. Right. Hopefully. <clears throat> you know, yeah. Hopefully. I guess, you know, there's a lot of people out there that talk about like the clients from hell stuff and mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's kind of funny and kind of cute, but you know, my general feelings on it is that like, well, you decided to take the client on. So ultimately yep. it's, it's all on you. Um, but I guess that's the thing is like, there are certain things you got to be willing to fight for and certain things that maybe just not worth it. And I think for us, it, it just, it comes all the way back to why did we, why do we make every decision that we make? We don't just choose, choose a character design or choose mm-hmm. a type of animation style. We don't just choose it for fun like there's a reason there's a certain tone a certain feeling that it elicits that we just that's why we choose that thing right so i guess that's that's maybe that's kind of the the big difference between um when you're first starting out and when you get a little bit more confidence later on when you're first starting Mm -hmm. out you're just kind of like looking at pinterest and like oh this looks cool like, let's just do that. And then whenever someone has a problem with it, you're like, well, I think it looks cool though. It's yeah. like, well, it needs to, there's more to it than that. Like this thing has to do more than just look cool. 
It has a lot to of people can make things that look cool. Right. So that's what I try to do with every single thing that we work on. It's like, why, why are we making every single decision? So naturally we're kind of prepared to defend any decision that we make. Now, I guess, you know, all this being said, sometimes clients have really great feedback on things where mm-hmm. it's like, Ooh, man, never thought about that. That's great. Yep. Um, I would say a good portion of the time, like they're able to look at things through a brand lens and say like, Oh, you know what? Like actually that shade of, of red, like is, is cool. But like, maybe if we change it just a little bit to match this accent color that we use in our brand or something like that, it's like, Oh, that's great. Like that's, that helps make this decision more purposeful. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, I think that it's really just, Having a, a set of re- reasons for every decision that you make, and whenever a, a question comes up on those things, I, and then it gets to the, the the question of like, well, how do you go about actually saying those things? It's real easy to just I don't want to say get offended by what clients say sometimes, yeah. but it can happen, right? Like, and I guess that's part of you know part of what we do is we're creating art, we're making stuff out of nothing. And it's real easy to take some of the stuff personal. And I think that's, that's the first place is that when you're approaching anything where you disagree with the client, you have to try to find a way to remove emotion from it. Yep. Because if, if you're saying like, no, 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 like this is the best character design that I've ever done. And now you're taking it away from me. Like, <laughs> like it's real easy to like kind of go there. Um, but <sighs> I don't know. I, I guess I would say is just like, uh, just approach it with very approach it. Like you didn't have anything to do with it. Right. Like have that objective subjective, objective, <laughs> I think it's objective, yep. objective lens. You, you guys all know that I get those confused all the time. <laughs> um, you have to be able to separate yourself, which can be hard. Right. I mean, cause you start to think, Oh, well this is my baby, but it's clients babies too. You know, you have to, there is co-parenting happening. I think that's a good way to put it right there, actually, is Mm -hmm. because like, it's not just yours. Um, Because there's a good chance, not a good chance, there is a very high probability that by choosing to work with you, your client has taken a pretty big gamble Mm -hmm. of some kind or another. Um, They have kind of put their neck out for you, essentially. And they how you do the decisions that you make has a direct reflection on their decision-making. And I think that's a really important thing to actually remember throughout this process. Um, now it, I don't know, it can be easy sometimes to feel like you're on an opposing team with the client. And we talk about this internally all the time. I'm sure we've talked about this in another episode before, but mm-hmm. the goal is to always find a way to be on the same team. And those are the best relationships that you can ever have is when you feel like you're both working towards a common goal. Yep. And, you know, if your goal is to make this really crazy, unique, award-winning work, and their goal is we just, we need to explain this product to people. Now, not to say that can't be an award-winning thing, but Mm -hmm. 
you got to figure out where that common ground is, right? Yep. Like you can't just go off and do what you think is right and expect them just to be happy because this thing looks good, but doesn't serve the purpose that they're looking for, right? Um, there has to so be a balance. It takes collaboration. Right. right. So ultimately it is like going into these conversations. It's, it's both of your babies. Baby. Babies. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> there, there has to be that collaboration. And that collaboration can be done in real time. And I think a lot of people kind of forget about that where you go through the notes. This this is why we like to get on the phone with mm -hmm. clients when we're reviewing things. When you just send over an email and you get a note back, that's like, make it blue. Well, it, it seems really direct and it seems really important to them. Yeah. But unless you have that conversation kind of face-to-face -face or over the phone, at least, you don't really know how like important that thing is or why that thing is important. And sure, you can respond with like, hey, how important is it? for you to have this read because I don't agree necessarily. Yep. And, and, and then you kind of get to this, this point where words can be read differently, which is why I think it's important to kind of do these things over face to face. Um, but if they say over the phone, like, yeah, yeah, you know, like we just love to note that we think it should be blue. It's like, Oh, okay. Well, like why? And then listen, listen to them. If they just say, well, I think it'd contrast more like, boom, it doesn't have to be blue. It just needs to contrast more. That's the real problem. Um, and then it's like, like, okay, maybe the decision that we made wasn't the best one. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, okay, you don't like red. We don't like blue. What about purple? Like, could purple yeah. work? Is there a third um, option that works for both of us? Right. And those are, those are things that can only be done over true conversation, mm -hmm. I feel like. And now, instead of walking away saying like, oh, geez, now I got to make this thing red. It's going to make it awful. It's like, no, no, no. Here's, you took the, the time here to come up with a solution that both of you yep. sort of are into. So, good. And I know that not everybody likes meetings. I love meetings. I think meetings are so good and so essential. I mean, it's the whole joke now of this could have been an email, but right. I mean... I, I And I know poor Matt, I fill his schedule up too much, but I prefer <laughs> a meeting. 100%. I prefer a meeting to just getting emailed notes. Yeah. I get, yeah, 100%. It's, it's tough because we probably, if it was up to us, we would probably have way more meetings with clients, but we also yeah. have to kind of keep their schedules in mind. Mm -hmm. And if we're like filling up their schedule as if they're working on this at the exact same time as us. Yep they might start questioning <laughs> some things. Yeah, it is. And everybody, everybody that we work with is different. Yep. Um, you know, there, there's times where sometimes we, I'd say more often than not, I love to like show clients what we're working on for the first time, like mm -hmm. over a call. Um, and I don't necessarily expect them to like give feedback right away, but at least if they can kind of hear it from us, um, then we give them some time to kind of sit with it for a little bit. And then um, there are times where we try to meet at the end of a review period. Um, both of them can be really effective in certain cases. Um, but ultimately it's, it's definitely one of these things where I think, I think that's actually one of the things that burns people out of this industry 
um, quicker than anything else is that they feel like they're just pressing buttons. And I think it's a really simple solve, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And it's just be more collaborative, have more conversations. If you want to treat work as if it is this asynchronous thing where it can all can be done over email, you might just need to reevaluate your <laughs> general workflow. And like, you, you can't be doing this kind of custom work. Yep. I don't feel like anyway, where it's like, you know, being able to make decisions on the fly without having those real conversations. Um. And you might be able to at certain points in your relationship mm -hmm. with the client. I think it really depends too on how long have you known the client? Because I mean, if you're just meeting these people and I mean, you wouldn't do this. Okay. I mean, think about it. If you're going on a date with somebody, you're not going to just stay on text forever. And that's how you're going to be able this to relate. This generation is weird. Them. I don't know. This is, I mean, but this is the thing, right? That's, that's, I hear it's called a situationship. <laughs> right. I don't know. But here's the problem though. I mean, you're not going to be able to just stay on text messages that entire time. You have to go on dates. So you can't keep your client relationship just via email, especially during those, you know, those first initial weeks of a project because you aren't developing a relationship. You're right. hearing very sterile words over a computer back and forth. And you're not actually learning more about them. You're not really getting that relationship. You're not developing something with them. Right. And, and here's the thing is like, nobody likes it whenever it turns into that situation. Like the, yeah. the artist on the, on the creative side is like, oh, I'm just an order taker at this point. And mm -hmm. they're just making lists of things for me to do. And I'm just doing them. And yeah, they blame the client, but the client doesn't want to do that either. They no. don't want to be just making lists of things for people to just action. Yep. Like you said earlier, like the reason that they're hiring you probably has a lot to do with the portfolio that you have and your mm -hmm. process. And I'm sure there's a lot of other factors. And if you reduce the process to just some emails that come across occasionally, that's just bad service. Yep. Um, not the worst service, but just not good. <laughs> well, that's not good for your creative process though either. Right. right. I mean, nobody like, I mean, you can think about work as work and as job, or you can think about work as your creative process, as making art. And there's a really big difference in that. I mean, if you decide that you want to just settle everything over email, then sure, that's work. But do you actually want to collaborate and create a process that is more than just the job? Right. You know, one of the things that I think about is thinking about just kind of the overall process, even from like the beginning, like if, if you do think that a client is wrong about something, mm -hmm. was there a miscommunication somewhere much mm -hmm. farther down the road that you maybe missed? And that's an opportunity. You can't necessarily correct it then, but it's an opportunity to correct it later yep. of like, oh man, like we weren't on the same page at all. Like if they're expecting a video to be done at nine by 16 and you're developing it at 16 by nine uh, and then they're like, wait a minute, this shouldn't be like that. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's thinking about a lot of those things too, of like learning your lessons over time and not trying to rush into yep. a process. <sighs> um, 
Which I think also, I mean, it takes a long time to be able to learn that because I feel like, I mean, anytime we've ever experienced, oh, this is a hiccup in a project, usually the signs were there a couple weeks ago, but we just missed them because, oh, you know, everything was moving along and this was fine. But there were little hints along the way that you don't see until you're, you know, looking back retrospectively. But I think that's something that comes with experience of being able to recognize more so you can kind of have those conversations earlier before there becomes a problem. Right. And, you know, there's those times too where it's like, maybe there's like a few notes that you really disagree with that they're saying. And then it's like, okay, you know what? Like, let's just have a call and make sure we're on the same page here. Yep. And and talk about the concerns that you have. Like if it is an ongoing thing, say like, you know what, I just, I don't feel like we're on the same page with a whole lot here. So like, I just want to take like 30 minutes and go over, like, even if you've already said it again, like go back over it again. Like here is kind of our plan. Here is what the goal is. <clears throat> you know, I guess that's my job as creative director. A lot of times is like, okay, yes, we have the ideas in the beginning, and once it gets to the team, once we get into production, I'm not necessarily just protecting the idea. I'm protecting the brand. I'm protecting the story. And um, I guess kind of protecting the relationship at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. So like I'm trying to be in all of those areas. So whenever I see something that the team's doing and I'm like, oh, you know what? Like, no, no, no. Like, I don't want to show them a red background because I already know that she's not going to like this or something. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it's just really important to, I don't know, I guess keep, keep a lot of those things in mind. And so when, it, when we go into those conversations where it's like, Hey, this something seems off the rails right now, we go into that and it's like, all right, Hey, like, listen, like, I feel like, you know, the goal of this project was to do X, Y, and Z. Like, do you still feel like that's accurate? And if they say, they might say no, but more often than not, they'll say yes. And then it's like, all right, so based on that, this is why I feel like it's going to be important to go with this red background or purple background. We're trying to use this weird example that I'm losing (laughs) at this point, but (laughs) you get the idea. Um, But just more often than not, it doesn't need to be friction. Mm -hmm. And I get... I think in a healthy project, there is a little bit of friction. Maybe I'm crazy for saying that. Like, not every project should just be this perfect, smooth sailing thing every single time. Yep. Because chances are that means that one of the two parties involved is either... They're probably secretly really disappointed or frustrated. Yep. Somebody's not being heard in that process. Right. Either the client's just getting their way 100% of the time, or the artist is just steamrolling and just saying, nope, going forward here. Um, And this this is kind of a really interesting thing when it comes to different studios. So like we hear about some of the big advertising agencies in New York City where they say, well, we have one concept. Uh, we only have this one thing to show. This is it. You either take it or leave it. While that is, um, that's a real power move for sure. (laughs) 
Um, like that's, that's great. Like if you can make something that amazing and takes one shot, like good, good for, you. for you. Like I, I have no doubts that what they do in those times is good, mm-hmm. but it's missing conversation collaboration. Yep. Like where, where does that fit into your process? Like they, I can't imagine that people love working with them if that's their process. Yep. And this has been sort of this thing where I feel like um, there's been this sort of movement where other smaller companies and even individual freelancers feel like, oh, that's the way to go. Like I'm supposed to just show one thing and then we're on our way. Yep. And I got to be confident with that thing. And again, it kind of gets to this idea that we, we are not asynchronous. This is not a product that we're delivering. This is a service. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a combination of the two, but yeah. there's a lot of the service part involved. Um, you know, we, we see things that other studios people have made and we're like, mm, that doesn't look great. Um, but they keep working with the same clients and, and we're like, how the hell are they doing this? And ultimately comes down to that is maybe they're not the most amazing artists, but they're really good at service. Yep. And that's something that I think that people don't think about enough when it comes to that kind of stuff. We downplay the importance of service in this industry big time. Because, I mean, For you sure. could have the best reel in the world, but if you're hard to work with, it doesn't matter. 100%. And yeah it's i you're right we we do downplay that a lot i think that's another big turnoff in this industry for people is they feel like they go into creative arts and they get to do their thing that they love to do every day and everyone leaves them alone they put their headphones on and they just work and in some cases people can do that mm-hmm. um you might have your days where you can do that, but I think if you're stuck in that way for a while, that service is going to take a hit. Yep. Um, I, I truly believe that's one of our, I think it's something that we can do better, but I feel like it's one of the areas where we made by things are one of the best in the country mm-hmm. um, is that service side of things. We stay organized. We stay in constant communication. Again, I still feel like it can be better, but it's something that it was just kind of, I don't want to say an easy victory for us, but it was just when you understand that that plays such an important role and you put time and effort into it, you already kind of place yourself above others. Mm. No client goes three days. I don't think a client goes more than one business day without getting a response from us at any point. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I, it's been that way for at least five years. <laughs> I think a lot um, of it, though, is we genuinely like care about the relationships. Right. I mean, it's not just like, oh, you know, we do this because, oh, there has to be a paycheck. It's like, no, we genuinely like our relationships and enjoy being on calls with people. You know, I mean, I think of right. them as like kind of friendships. So that's me, though. That's my own toxic problem. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's tough, but like, yeah, it is kind of that way. 
I mean, the best thing is when you get on a call with a client and you can have a conversation about something other than the work. Right. Literally had a conversation with a client not more than a week ago where we started talking about, oh, geez, um, uh, what happens after you die? (laughs) (laughs) We were literally talking about it for a good 20 minutes. Um, (laughs) That's such a good conversation. it, it It is. If you can. Yes. If you can have that kind of conversation with people like that's yeah. that's next level stuff like that can get really like heated. Yeah. Especially when it gets into things like religion and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But it's it's that idea where it's like, yeah, I have my beliefs. You have yours. Let's be able to talk about them. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Again, I'm not saying go ask all your clients what happens after you die. But I mean, I'm usually um, talking about fashion, but I mean, you do. you. <laughs> uh right uh (laughs) it's just it's that kind of thing though where they are they're they're friendships Mm -hmm. um and they should be friendships where both sides can have uh what's the word looking for i don't want to say like an advantage because you don't want to take advantage of anybody but there's a benefit to both sides right Mm mm-hmm where, hey, you are paying us to do this amazing thing. Like, we love the, doing this stuff. We love getting paid, obviously. And also, like, we're helping bring value to your company or brand. And yeah. if both sides can be looking out for each other, it, it really can be a friendship. Mm-hmm. And it can be an honest friendship, too, where, again, there is an understanding that we both benefit from having each other as friends like this, you know? Yeah. Um, I guess the thing is, though, when you get to that point, it becomes much easier to say, hey, I think that you're wrong on this, and I think we should do it like this instead. Yep. Um, and I think ultimately that's that's what we should all be seeking in service-related businesses, is to be mm. able to speak honestly and transparently, rather than going behind people's back and just saying, like, God, they're horrible to work with. Yep. Um, <clears throat> let's, I don't know. It's it's not fun for anybody whenever you start getting to that point. And I think artists need to realize that if they are doing that stuff, venting about clients, like it happens, right? There are certain moments, feel free to vent. But if it becomes an ongoing thing over and over and over again, you have to kind of look in the mirror at some point exactly. and, and realize that like, okay, maybe I'm doing something <laughs> wrong here. Yep. Um. I guess real quick before we start kind of wrapping up here, I do want to give like another specific example I just thought about mm-hmm. um, where we went out on a shoot. Um, we traveled for a shoot. We had a plan for the day. Uh, we had, I think, four locations. Yeah, I think so. Planned. Something like that. And we were at our third location. And every location that we went to had a really big purpose with the story that we were trying to tell Mm -hmm. and our client was like hey we're thinking about just kind of skipping the last location because it's been kind of exhausting day Mm -hmm. and at first i was like like yeah it is exhausting (laughs) like maybe maybe we do kind of skip a portion or I can't remember. Maybe it was more specifically around like having one person come to the final location. Mm-hmm. I, either way, it was something along the lines of we, the client basically asked us to change the plan that we initially had set. 
Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, okay, yeah. But then I was like, think about the story here. Like, what does this do to the story? Yep. And it's like, okay, well, if we don't have this, then we can't talk about this. We can't talk about that. We're mm-hmm. not going to be able to show this. So then I kind of turned around again. I was like, listen, like, I hear you, but like, I really think we need to do this. Like, I really think that we need to go to this location. We need to get this because it's going to make this a lot better if we do. And I don't want to say it's going to make it worse if we don't, but it's going to make it better if we do. And that was a tough one because I I feel like they were, their whole team was sort of set on this decision of like, "Mm, let's skip this. Um, But ultimately they were like, okay, like if you think that's important, then let's do that. And afterwards, like once we get to editing the video, um, it's 100% obvious that that was super important to have. Yep. Like to, to imagine what that would have been without that, that section it's not the same story right right so but it's those those kinds of things though being able to think on the fly Mm -hmm. being able to compromise on the fly it's not easy to do i'm not going to say you should just always just uh, just compromise and be creative and think fast um it's definitely a skill set that you can grow into once with Mm -hmm. with experience like we've been talking about um but I, I guess what I would, as as a final thought, what I would say is find a way to slow things down. Mm-hmm. If there's ever a time where a client says, hey, I don't want this, uh, I want you to change this. If you don't agree with it, like you can, that's totally fine. Like you cannot ag- agree with something, right? Like you have that ability, right? Um and if you know why, feel free to say it. If you don't know why, you can say, you know what? I'd like to think on that a little bit more because mm-hmm. maybe there's a better solution. And that's, I mean, honestly, that's one of the things that I always tell producers uh, is like, if you're in that conversation and I'm not there, like, slow it down. Like, yep. and then let's talk about it later. We don't have to make a decision like on the spot of like how yeah. this needs to be. <clears throat> but if that takes you, a, a, sometimes it will take you 10 minutes after the call to just be like, all right, let's think yep. how, what could be a better solution to this problem? And I, I guess that's, that's the thing also is like making sure that you truly understand what the problem is that clients have when they're requesting mm-hmm. things that you maybe don't agree with. Um, so again, going back to the whole, like, oh, we don't want red. We want it to be blue. Well, why is it a contrast issue? Like, is it, something else Mm -hmm. because we can solve that in a lot of different ways and focusing on the problem a little bit more kind of allows you to be creative still and coming up with the solution yep so i don't know that's that's what i would say slow things down and um just think take some time to think all right final thoughts shelby you go i would say for my final thought on this is I I really think that this can start early within a relationship, getting prepared for the moment when you have to do or say that something is wrong or that there, you know you disagree with the client. So starting off early in the relationship of developing that trust, where when it does come to that point, 
there is an al- there's already an understanding of this person has my best interest. I understand why they're saying that I'm wrong. Let's have a let's have a dialogue. Let's communicate. Let's let's talk about this. Um, that way, it, it doesn't feel like an unnatural part of the process. It is just something that okay, well, we disagree on this. Let's find our third option. Let's let's collaborate on this a little bit more. And I think a lot of it just comes down to setting up those relationships early on, so you can have those conversations. Yep. I completely agree. All right. Uh, it's been, this is a good episode. I like this one. Me good, too. Good topic we never talked about before. So yeah. uh, hopefully you all enjoyed it. People out there in listener land. Uh, would you call them Command Z land? Command Z land. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, if you have any questions, you know where to find us. Uh, we're happy to discuss more things that are Uh, preventing you from sleeping at night (laughs) even (laughs) if it's something existential like what happens when you die (laughs) (laughs) that's our next episode Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right everybody love you bye the Comanzi show is created by made by things And if you have a question you would like us to discuss, you can send a message at cmdz.show. And if you like what you hear, leave a review. We'll see you next week with a brand new show.